coming up. And so the family is obviously heartbroken because they, they feel they've lost a big part of their life that kind of glued everyone together. And they're just hoping and praying that they can get justice. For Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond. You're listening to The Daily Crime. On the morning of Thursday, June 17th, 62-year-old Elsa McKeska left her home in Houston to go to the gym. But when she didn't return at the usual time, her husband says he knew something bad had happened. When she didn't show back up at 6.15, which she usually does, I got worried. I started calling, and she didn't answer her phone. That's when I really got worried. Yelly Ruiz joins us from Houston, where she's been covering this case for local news station KHOU. Yelly, tell us a little bit about this 62-year-old woman, Elsa McKeska. Hi. So, uh, you know, family members tell us that Elsa was a very active person. She lived a very active life. For her, going to the gym at five in the morning was just the norm. Um, she'd been doing this for years, and her family says she did this in order to stay healthy. And she wanted to live a long, healthy life so she could be there for her grandkids and her great-grandkids. And, you know, um, I think that just her going to the gym was just something normal that she just did every day. She was really active and really healthy and did everything that she could to live a, a long, active life, to be with us. And so on this particular Thursday morning, she doesn't come back from the gym at the usual time. Her husband starts to grow concerned. What does the day look like from there, from his perspective? You know, he said he was waiting for his wife. She normally would arrive home at 615 um, and when she didn't, he started getting a little concerned. So he called her, um, and she didn't pick up. So he said, you know, once, um, seven came around, he decided he was going, cause he had his grandkid with him. He had to drop off his grandkid at the day- daycare and he would backtrack to the gym where his wife would go. I knew something bad happened. And he said when he arrived at the gym, you know, he saw her car in the parking lot and police tape all over. Um, and he walked over to an officer and he could see a body laying and he knew something was wrong. I see her her, her car in the parking lot. Then I see her laying in the parking lot with a sheet over her. And I knew it was her. I knew that was her. I could recognize her. I recognized. I just recognized her. And I remember being there that morning and I saw him as he approached and I instantly knew it was him. I had a gut feeling it was him, that he was a family member because of just his pale reaction to, you know, showing up to the scene like this. And I remember, you know, when he was talking to an investigator, I could feel like, like he got punched and like, you know, the breath was taken out of him because he just, you know, he leaned forward and he was just in shock. He could not believe that his wife was laying there on the ground in the parking lot covered by a sheet, a white sheet waiting for the medical examiners um, to be identified and obviously to investigate this shooting. And it's so heartbreaking to hear him recount that morning. At this point, as he arrives, as you mentioned, police are already there. They're beginning their investigation. What are they able to determine about what exactly happened when Elsa pulled up to the gym that morning? 
You know, investigators say she pulled up and just a few seconds later, a white Suburban pulled up behind her, probably two uh, spaces next to her. And as she's getting out of her car with her things, you know, going to the gym, you have your bag and your, you know, water bottle and everything. As she's getting off of her car, um, I guess these two two suspects get out of the of the white suburban and they approached her. Investigators believe that there might've been some kind of back and forth between them. And that's when Elsa turns around and starts, tries to run into the gym and they shoot her from behind. The suspects then get into the truck um, and they believe there were three suspects. The two suspects that got out were the passengers and they believe that they got back into the truck and then just took off and they didn't take anything. Her cell phone, her purse, her car keys, everything was still at the scene. Um, and we saw it there that morning. They didn't get away with anything. They did one thing that morning, got up and went to her gym where she goes all the time to work out. She shouldn't have lost her life. Have investigators shared what then, if not robbery, they believe might have motivated this? You know, they think it was a robbery and they think that, you know, they were spooked because there was people inside the gym at this time already. Um, And I think that they believe is that they did try to rob her. Investigators say that just maybe an hour or so before um, these suspects try to rob another lady. And that's how they have a description of the suspects. Um, they said that they, um, you know, at around four, at around four in the morning, um, they tried to rob another lady. This lady had her car was pulled over to the side of the road and she thought that there, there was this white suburban that came around and she thought that they were there to help her because her car had broken down and she was on the side of the road. Um, but little did she know that these guys trying to rob her and they pointed a gun ha- at her and asked her for her car. She gave them, she gave them her keys and frantically ran away, but she told them, my car broke down. There's, you know, I'm, I just, I need help. And they basically went through her car, rummaged her car and everything. But like I said, luckily this lady was able to get a run away and knock on some neighbor's doors to try to get help. Um, and I think neighbors ended up calling police, um, and police showed up at the scene. And so police were able to put together these two crime scenes and say, Hey, these were the same suspects. You know, they were just a few miles apart, um, and within an hour time difference. So I think police believe that these are the same guys that tried to rob the first lady ended up killing Elsa McKeska. And take a look at this new exclusive video. Police say it shows another woman robbed by the same suspects an hour before the shooting at the gym. You can see the victim knocking on a door trying to get help. There's surveillance footage from the gym as well. Walk us through what exactly that shows and any details from that footage that could prove significant in terms of trying to figure out who did this. So the surveillance footage is actually from the gym is in a little shopping center. And in that shopping center, there is a Mexican uh, food market, you would say, very popular here in Texas called La Michoacana. And they have pretty good cameras that were pointed directly at the gym. And you can see whenever Elsa pulls in 
to um, park that morning. And then you see a few seconds later, the suspects rolled in with their white Suburban. You see that, you know, she gets off and you see that they get off. And then obviously investigators block the rest of the part. But then you see where they get back in their vehicle and then take off. Unfortunately, because I think the lights were hitting the camera directly, you can't really catch or at least we couldn't catch a license plate. And I think that's why investigators were really asking people, hey, if you have any information on this white suburban, on these three Hispanic uh, males in their 20s, uh, skinny build, clean, clean cut, if you have any information, um, please contact us. We're looking for these men because because we think that they are the ones that killed Elsa and also committed the other robbery or attempted robbery. That white SUV didn't leave the face of the earth. It's on somebody's street, okay? In front of somebody's house or somebody's apartment. We're asking everyone to touch their heart and somebody knows these cowards. Please turn them in, call in the information. Somebody knows that white suburban, I guarantee you. Now you mentioned the, the other robbery that, that appears to be the same suspects. What might it mean for Elsa's case, potentially having the, the victim in, in that initial robbery, potentially having that person as a witness who came face-to-face with her killers? You know, I think, obviously, it would help her case. It would only help, um, you know, obviously, identify, help identify the suspects. But I think what it's going to come down to is maybe, you know, they did recover one bullet casing there at the scene, and I'm hoping that maybe if they can find the suspects and connect them, you know, the weapon and the bullet, that was found there on the ground, I think that they might have a chance to be able to bring, you know, justice to this family. I'm not sure if investigators have revealed much else about any possible leads or potential suspects they're looking at at this point, but they do seem seem confident or maybe, maybe hopeful is a better word that someone out there will see this footage and recognize this SUV. What all have they had to, to say about that? You know, I think investigators tell us that, you know, a lot of people are just shocked. And I think the entire Houston community is just shocked that, you know, a person going to the gym, just doing something so ordinary and just a routine for a lot of people ends up dying in the parking lot. And I think that was a big plea for officers and for investigators is saying, hey, if we don't get these guys off the street, they could hurt potentially someone else. And so again, I think that's why uh, they did say that they've been receiving lots of tips. They had a big press conference with the mayor and the police chief asking people. And after that press conference, you know, they got flooded with tips, you know, some good tips, some bad tips, but hopefully they this can all help, you know, peace together some something that can help this investigation move forward. Elsa's family has also been publicly pleading for help, pleading for someone to come forward. What have they had to say either uh, about Elsa or or about the case? You know, the family's just very heartbroken. They say, you know, Elsa was a glue for the family. She, um, you know, was very active in their family, was at all the grandkids' events, you know, baseball, you know, ballet recitals. She was at everything, never missed anything. She has grandchildren and great-grandchildren, <laughs> and some of them will never know. <laughs> how fun she was. And so the family is obviously heartbroken because they they feel they've lost a big part of their life that kind of 
glued everyone together and they're just hoping and praying that they can get justice. Um, they say, like I said, she was very happy, always, you know, inviting people to work out. She was a very active person. And again, they're just heartbroken that she, she was killed in such a horrible and senseless, you know, way. Imagine it being your mom or your wife or your sister, your cousin, doesn't matter. Imagine it being someone you know and love. Please come forward because it's what you would want. She didn't deserve this. Before I let you go, I'll mention that all of your reporting is available at khou.com. So anyone looking for more information or who wants to view that security footage can do so there. Again, khou.com. Anieli Ruiz, thanks for sharing this story. No worries. Thank you again for having me. And thank you for listening to another episode of The Daily Crime. If you're enjoying the show and want to help us out, the best way you can do that is by telling a friend about it or dropping us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. If you're looking for more true crime, you can head over to vaultstudios.com for a full list of our shows. That'll do it for this one. Until next time, for Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond.